This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Enjoy. We are joined this morning by Phoebe Blamey. Welcome. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Phoebe. So, Phoebe, you're from Clover Financial Solutions, and we've been getting you in recently because I'm very concerned about my young co-host over here. I mean, he's been trying to trade on his looks for too long. As you can see... They are slowly going away. So he's going to have to start worrying about his bank account. So I'm trying to get him out of the house. Get him out of the house. And things are better now to get you out of the house. So there's a couple of things that have happened in the last few weeks since I last spoke to you guys. One is that the... um, there's more houses on the market mm-hmm. and there's more houses selling. So more people are selling their homes yes. or there's more houses on the market? More people are selling their homes. Oh, is it because they're financially stuck or no. is everyone thinking now's a good time to now's sell? Now's a good time to sell. Oh, okay, cool. So it's getting better. Yeah. So the, the market, which was very quiet in um, April and May before the federal election, sort of took a while, but over the last couple of weeks we've had what we call auction clearance rates. So how many the percentage of properties mm. that sold at auction over the weekend has gone from being about 50 or 60% to up to 80%. Oh, wow. That's pretty good, even for a normal time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is really good. Rate. If there's more houses on the market, if there's more supply, does that mean the prices will, will drop? Um, it can mean, or it can mean that there's more competition for similar sorts of houses. So it can oh, it cool. can actually boost the market Could as drive well. It. But one of the other things that's really driving the market, which I'm really excited about, is that... Um, the lenders have, have lowered their affordability rate so that more people with less money can buy a house. So where they got a little bit stricter before? Yes. Th- they're relaxing that a little bit? They've relaxed bit? it by 2%. Why so it's that? a really significant relaxation of it. Interest rates are... At the moment, at three point three percent. Well, They've the Reserve Bank says it's a lot lower than that, isn't it? Or is that the, the Reserve Bank, Bank rates one percent? Yeah. But interest rates for an owner-occupied home are around three point three percent. Okay. Um, if you're borrowing, you were borrowing at a rate of seven and a half percent. So the lenders were saying you're going to pay seven and a half percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, the cost of living's gone up. The lenders weren't quite in line with what was actually going to be affordable for the next say five years because it fi- even fixed interest rates are at 3.5 mm. at the moment so and that's that's like higher and that's comparatively to what what's a normal well normally they're a lot higher than five-year fixed rates normally they're a lot higher than the variable oh, right. rate like one or two percent higher but yeah. at the moment they're almost on par with it so is now would it be a good time would you say to lock in absolutely Look, there's there's talk about another rate rise later in the year, but there's fixed rates as low as 2.99 at the moment. It's pretty tempting. If you want to know what your repayments are going to be for the next couple of years, it's really tempting to fix right now. What what would you say about... I was looking at it fixing half your loan into fixed and half into variable. Is is that a clever idea or or is it I'm trying to be too clever? No, I love that. I actually recommend that for most of my clients. If they want to fix, I say, okay, what's the percentage of this loan that you might be able to pay out in the next couple of years? Let's say fix the greater proportion of it, fix 80% of it and keep 20% of it um, variable. That works really well. Question, what's a fixed and what's a variable loan? Um, Fixed is where the repayment (laughs) remains the same for a a certain period. So you could have a a 
one to five year fixed with most lenders. Some lenders offer a ten year fixed rate. Wow, that's pretty. It's really good. That'd be a good time at the, because I I'm old enough to remember the first time I bought my house. Thank you to John Howard. I pay was paying sixteen seventeen percent interest. Yes. Difference was the house was only worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, there's a big difference. Big between, difference yeah. now. But it nearly financially killed us when it popped up to eighteen, nineteen oh, percent at one stage. So percentages won't have any effect in a fixed. They won't have any effect in a fixed rate, but you can't make extra. Normally, can't make extra repayments in a fixed rate. So you're locked into oh, that rate, right. but you're also locked into that repayment, which is why mixing it with a bit of variable rates a really good idea. Fixed rates have been going down over the last few years. So I have clients that fixed two years ago at four and a half percent. And they're now kicking themselves, or we're kicking ourselves, because may as well, um, because we thought that was going to be the lowest rate that was going to come along, and well, now they're under three percent. It was, it was really yeah. low. But that's not a bad thing, as as a maybe as a person with children that was yes. going. At least I would have, even though I might have been paying a little bit more than what's out there. I know each month what I need to pay, and as a budgeter, single parent, yep. I think that would be more. And that's important. why I love it. I love I love them for that. Um, with a variable rate, um, the rate changes with the market, and you can normally make extra repayments, pay it off as quickly as you like, and there's no penalties for paying it off early. Ah, okay. He's, yeah. ma- he's taking notes, isn't he? Good. He's hey. taking so notes. tell my son now is faster. the time to start looking around. Now's the time to start looking around. And the other thing is, remember, there's for first home buyers, there's no stamp duty under six hundred thousand. Six hundred. Okay. Yeah. So that's big. And between six hundred and seven fifty, there's a reduced stamp duty. So the government's got real about the actual price of houses for first home buyers because a lot of first home buyers get in at sort of 500000 which is quite a lot of money. That's half a million dollars. Well, it sounds like a lot of money, but unfortunately oh. you, you can't buy a parking space here in Melbourne yeah. for under 500000 so this exactly. it's kind of what it is. We are joined by Phoebe Blamey from Clover Financial Solutions. We were just talking about mortgage affordability and I learnt a lot. I learnt what a fixed rate was and what a variable rate is and I feel really smart about it. Excellent. So thank, thank you for your knowledge. And That's now we're okay. talking about the suburban markets and specifically the $20,000 homeowners grant for yeah. the rural areas, am I right? That's right. So yeah. if you build a new house or if you go and live in a, a brand new house that no one's ever lived in before, um, the Victorian government gives you a first homeowners grant and in Melbourne metropolitan, that's $10,000. But in regional areas where houses are cheaper anyway, it's $20,000. How good is that? It's fantastic. How regional do we... Like, what defines... Regional, um, Warrigal is very regional. Okay. Um, yep. I think Geelong's regional. Get out of town. I know. The more you know. So that's a twenty thousand dollars if you go regional on yep. a brand new property. Brand so new it has property. To, and I can understand that's to to encourage new building. So it's a government. Yes. Is there a first home buyers still available for someone who just wants to buy? you know, a little house in Brunswick. No, because there's no stamp duty on that anymore. So so there's no stamp duty, but no first home no first buyer's home grant unless you're buying a brand new property. Yes. And then it'll increase if you go to regional. Yes. Okay, that right. makes sense. I'm not ready to buy a house yet, but that would still be, that would probably still be around for me, right? I could move. You could go and look into it. I mean, I wouldn't count yeah. on it being around. Oh. You might need to act now. <laughs> act now. Are you use your first home buyer's grant as part of your deposit? Yes, you are. Okay. Absolutely. And if you've been renting a property, that rent can be considered as savings because it shows that you can make I used to always think that too because you're actually, you're right, you get caught 
inner city renting, mm. that's more than most people's mortgages if you move out yes. there. How are you poor... I mean, this is what I try to explain to my children. Don't move out into a share house. Save your money while you live here. Mm. Then just get out and buy your own home. Absolutely. And for years, I was always worried. How do you rent and save? So mm. now you can use that as a form of... As a form of genuine saving. So if you're um, able to, that... That $20,000 could almost be most of your deposit. You might need a little bit of um, money, but you could possibly get into a house for that $20,000. That's fair. If you've been renting. So where sh- what suburbs would you say at the moment is showing good affordability? Good affordability for first-time buyers is more very much out of south-east, out of north um, and out of west. Okay. So you've got to really push yourself out there. Mm. Outer east is almost unaffordable now oh, yeah. you'd have to go you'd have to go way way out you'd, you'd be regional because even lilydale and suburbs like that lilydale's really, really expensive yeah that's that's kind of near my way and that's really gone up mm. in croydon, croydon but isn't North. it funny that in on the city you know uh, the two-bedroom unit in st kilda was worth 1.2 million dollars two years ago and now you can pick it up for nine hundred thousand. Yes. so it, it shows you that it does move but i do know out in the west on on our side we haven't lost any money during the whole yeah. financial crisis. Because people want to live there. There's good communities out there. There's good infrastructure and people want to live there. West is lovely. You've got a great little railway line. Phoebe, thank you so much for enlightening My me pleasure. as always. So how can people find you? Now, there's going to be plenty of people out there looking for some financial help. Excellent. Um, we're on Facebook as Clover Financial. Um Send us a message through that. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on www.cloverfinancial.com.au or they can the phone us on 03 Fantastic. I love phone chats. There should be more of that these days instead of the old emails. Phenomenal work. Excellent. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Wake up with Tom and Mikey. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.